1: No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filippone. All right, First and Pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filippone. Thanks for being here. Subscribe, rate, review coming to you as the regular season wraps up. The playoff field is set. I'm sure we will get into playoff matchups some in our analysis, but we'll have a podcast that'll drop. Uh, Thursday night into Friday morning with uh, all of the matchups for there. So we will still try to do some reaction to this uh, full slate of games. The Lions pony, they go nine and eight, five and one in the division. I feel like they're better than Seattle and we don't get them in the playoffs. Kind of a bummer that we don't get to see like the Jaguars. I'm glad they're in the AFC playoffs. The NFC playoffs would be better if the Lions were in it. I'm bummed we don't get
0: to see this team next weekend. Yeah, I mean, Dan Campbell, I think, uh, proved to be more than just a meathead, lunk kind of coach here. He did some strategic things in this game. That pitch play that they did late in the game to help win it was a brilliant call. That's something like out of the Andy Reid bag of tricks. That's something you'd see Kansas City do, and they'd get praised for it. So I think the Lions, uh, they're looking up here. I think Jared Goff will be their quarterback again next season. I think they might even lose their offensive coordinator Johnson to a head coaching gig, depending on what happens with these interviews. So, yeah, Detroit. Who would have thunk it that when they blew, when they lost that game forty-eight to forty-five to Seattle earlier in the year, that that was going to be what ultimately kept them out of the playoffs? But Danny. I mean, the story here to me is, again, Aaron Rodgers, in what was essentially a playoff game for the Packers, did not get the job done. His record and performance in games now that are either playoff games or what you would kind of classify as such, just atrocious. And at home, I mean, no excuse, it's the worst defense in the league statistically the one of the worst defenses in the NFL and you can't find a way to do more than just for the most part kick field goals against them tonight I mean that that's the season ends how it felt most of the year for the Packers like they just did not get MVP all pro level Aaron Rodgers this year Danny they didn't shut out in the fourth quarter
1: at home to end the season it's a, it's a terrible look. Um, you know, it's it's not all on him. We've talked about it all year that, like, it, there's an alternate universe where uh, a few years ago they draft T. Higgins instead of drafting Jordan Love or Devontae Adams chooses to stay with Green Bay instead of teaming up with Derek Carr and just – there's an alternate universe here where this feels very different, but the reality is this is their squad and Rodgers has to bear the brunt of it. And he walks off arm-in-arm with Randall Cobb, which is a nice story because they're friends, and they both have obviously such long ties to the organization. But Rodgers is supposed to be the MVP. Cobb's just like the veteran that they brought in to appease the MVP. This whole offseason is going to be Jordan Love is going to say me or him, and Rodgers is 50000000 million-plus next year. Not easy to trade, and he can say if you if you're going to trade me, you have to trade me here,
0: or I'll retire. But not a lot of teams are going to be able to take that on. I my that expect- cap hit is is unbelievably punitive, makes the contract basically immovable. Right. My down.
1: my expectation is that Aaron Rodgers does not go out as an under five hundred player as a loser at Lambeau field in the regular season. My, my, my expectation is that Aaron Rodgers is back next year and they try to do something. And Watson obviously was a revelation the second half of the season, but my expectation will be that they will try to do something to get him another playmaker and then spend the rest of their resources on defense. Their defense, one of the most underperforming units in the league this year, but I, I, I think we'll hear a lot about it, but my guess is Aaron Rodgers is back next year.
0: He should not – everything was trending towards them being this team that nobody wanted to play. They won a Super Bowl as the last team in in 2010. All of this speculation all week about how the Packers were dangerous because the pressure would be on everybody else and not them, and that was going to free up Aaron Rodgers. Well, the fact of the matter is there was pressure on them tonight because – For the better part of 15 years, Packers-Lions, when Aaron Rodgers has been involved, has been a hammer-nail rivalry. And we just all assumed, I think mostly assumed, that the Packers are going to win this game because that's what they do. Especially once, and I actually think, tell me if you agree with this. I think once the Lions knew that they were out, I think it was a liberating thing for them. Look at how the game was coached. You know, I think actually in a weird way, that actually hurt Green Bay. Anyway. I don't know,
1: man. I mean, the the Lions have been so YOLO the second half of the season. Sure. They've they've been throwing reverse screens to tight ends. They've been throwing no doubt. To
0: school. Yeah, I'm not saying that they don't still call those plays because that's been their MO, but I'm not sure they I I'm not confident they execute them as well as they did. There was no tightness to that team whatsoever tonight because they had nothing to lose. That's right, that's right.
1: you I just want to, one more thing on Detroit um they pick sixth. so they have their own first round pick which will be middle of the first round and we don't know that draft order yet because of strength of schedule it I haven't seen it all calculated out yet, but uh coming into the game we knew that the Rams pick was going to be the sixth pick in the draft. So if you assume that Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, will Anderson, and Jalen Carter, are off the board now. They obviously could trade up into the top four. They have two first round picks. They'd be basically the easiest team in the draft to to move up. But you said it as just a statement of fact that you think Goff is the quarterback next year. They seem to have their edge rushers. So so you would say, what, Miles Murphy, the kid from Clemson, Clemson, if they stand, if they if they stand pat, the the second best interior defensive lineman in the draft. Or do you think they they go? Will Levis try to find their own Josh no. Allen, mold him behind Jared Goff with that pick? Because Goff's so. arm did not, his arm did not look great. And if he's going to have to win cold weather games in in January, he, he did it today, but against actually good teams, his arm did not look great to me outside of a dome and cold weather on the road.
0: I would be stunned if they did that with that top pick because I think the Lions will look at themselves as a team that has to win next year. That, okay, we went from three wins to nine wins and played the ultimate spoiler. Now, what are we in 2023? And I don't think they're going to use one of their picks on a player whose, you know, best-case scenario maybe a year or two away. Yeah. I just, that to me, I think that their fan base, I don't even think just their fans. I think, like, the players... Inside the organization would have a big problem with that. They want guys who are going to help push them over the top next year and and end their vicious cycle of rebuilding. So, no, I don't think they'll use that pick on a quarterback.
1: All right. Let's – I think six makes it pretty safe that they won't. If it would have ended up top four, I think it would have been really, really interesting. Uh, All right. Let's get through the games here. It wasn't the biggest game, but – If I told you right now, the ESPY for sports moment of 2023 is the return kick on the first play for Buffalo in the first game after DeMar Hamlin, and he's live tweeting it from his hospital bed. That was like a goosebumps sports moment, man. And like everyone's reporting that he's watching the game and he's reacting live. The only thing it was missing was Naheem Hines like, Throw up the three, man! Like he had time on the return. He like yeah. he, he he jumped into the stands and just did like a normal subway. throw up the three, and that is like an all time signature sports moment. But I th- I still thought it was incredible and deserved to lead the show.
0: Yeah, I think I heard Chris Berman say on um Berman's still really good on that highlight show. Like he still has his fastball on the like. NFL primetime. Yeah, show. for the three minutes, yeah. And I heard him say, as soon as that ball got taken back, he said, this is like Steve Gleason in New Orleans. And I agreed with him on that. I thought it had the same kind of feel to it. I, that had not popped into my head. But looking back on it, it was one of those unifying, I can't believe this is actually happening. This is out of a movie moment. Um, And I... Look, I mean, I thought when that play happened that Buffalo was going to go on to obliterate the Patriots. And then that game got 14-14 at halftime. And I give Buffalo credit. I haven't like look, looked at what Sean, Sean McDermott really does never say much after games. But I give them credit for at halftime. Just, okay, we're good here. Yeah, like we have this... In like moving emotional pregame and the first play of the game and somehow New England did not get knocked out by that let's go out and win this game in the second half and they did in impressive fashion so I think my concern my only concern with them today Danny was that they were gonna get shot out of a cannon and they weren't gonna be able to sustain it for 60 minutes but the Patriots are just not a very talented team and undeserving of the playoffs
1: no but I'd be feeling good if I was a Bills fan given that the Patriots defense has still been problematic for people this year and hanging 35 I I know special teams with the two returns but just they've got to be feeling good about themselves like it just showing that they can withstand the emotional letdown the whole thing like it was it was yeah it was an incredible moment but uh all right buddy (laughs) here we go The story of the day, the number one pick, it flips. Lovey Smith has been fired, by the way. If you missed that breaking news, it came out right at the end of Sunday Night Football. But he goes out a winner. His biggest win for the Bears since the NFC Championship game, 2006. (laughs) Yep. The Bears have their franchise quarterback, $120 in cap space. And let the bidding begin. Let the offer start coming in for Bryce Young what an unbelievable sequence of events, man, for the Bears to get this pick. I fully expect them to trade down. Uh, I think if they stand pat, I think they'll take Will Anderson because there's some good defensive tackles that are expected to hit free agency. But I fully expect Ryan Poles to trade down, remain in the top, maybe we'll call it six or seven, um, and acquire a bunch of assets because the Bears have a lot of needs. But this is like one of the biggest days for the Bears franchise in fifteen years. Massive, massive day. When's the last time they had the number one overall pick in the draft? Yeah, you got to go back like forty years. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's insane. And they um, nineteen
0: forty seven.
1: Spencer says nineteen forty seven. So to the forties, not forty years. My bad. I would have had that by two p.m. tomorrow. But good trivia question by you. Um, I mean, listen, I I. I think they're going to trade down, but it's going to be fascinating because, like, you said last week that you think that you'd get more for fields than the number one pick. Now they actually get to play that out. I disagree. I think you get more for the number one pick because you control them for cheaper for longer, and the unknown, like, you get to select your guy. Um, But it's going to be fascinating. It's good, like, because there is a – the majority of the Bears fans want them to build around fields. And he's bec- and he's, the, he's the most exciting offensive player the Bears have had in my lifetime. Right, I'm born in '86, so I wasn't around for for Walter Payton, but Brandon Marshall, Matt Forte, Jay Cutler, Alshon Jeffrey, like it's it's not even close. Fields yeah. the most exciting player. It'd be devastating if they traded him, but well, they won't. I don't think I don't think they will either. But they're going to have to posture like they're open to doing anything for the number one pick to keep its value. As, as high as possible. It's just an I've never seen a team. I mean, Cleveland's the year they drafted Baker Mayfield, had a ton of cap space in the number one pick. But, dude, they've got like $70 million more in cap space than anybody else and the number one pick and the quarterback. Like when Cleveland was in that spot with the cap space and the number one pick, they didn't have their quarterback. Can you remember a team with $100 million in cap space, their quarterback and the number one pick? I mean, I know we saw Jacksonville – Jacksonville was going to be the answer take Trayvon Walker right yeah but th- so that's a team that went from three wins to the playoffs right in in one year
0: it's unbelievable well I I t- t- a couple things here I feel like Houston cemented itself as the worst least desirable franchise in the entire league with this win because now the coach that goes there you know Cliff Kingsbury when he what took the Arizona job was like, okay, I'm going to go. Not that he had a ton of options. He didn't. He was going to be USC's offensive coordinator. But it's like, I'm going to go there and I'm going to get my quarterback. I want Kyler Murray. Who cares about Josh Rosen? I'm going to, they want me. I'm going to get my quarterback. Now, you don't know if you're Houston, what you're going to do at quarterback. Because like you said, I I assume that another team is going to want to trade for that pick. Houston might even feel like they need to trade up a spot to get it, but that's not a guarantee. And the coach that goes there, not only does he have even more quarterback uncertainty now because they don't have the top pick, but you've got to go work for that organization. You've got to go work for that owner who's hired who's fired two head coaches it after one year in back-to-back seasons, and their GM is on thin ice. I mean, that is a hopeless they've probably got 53 man roster wise. The worst team in the entire league. I mean, they're pretty much devoid of playmakers everywhere. They've got Tunsell, who's making a ton of money, who's older. Cooks, same thing. I mean, it's just, it's a brutal spot, Danny. The only thing good about it is that the division looks inviting. That's it. Yeah, the division looks inviting, and
1: we saw this with Joe Burrow. You, right? We we talk we would talk about the Bengals as the worst ownership in the NFL. The Bungles not winning for the But they had the number one pick. No, I I know. But I mean it listen, it it's in play that the Bears just draft Will Anderson. It's in play that Bryce Young is there for them. Or and and, and sometimes the second best quarterback in
0: a draft is is great like no no doubt but they're gonna have to interview people and convince people of that whereas before if they had the number one pick they could just say all right what do you want us to do with this pick what would you do with it correct interview process right no huge difference it's a a huge difference it it was
1: incomprehensible that the Texans did that but Lovey knew he was gonna get fired he said after the game he expected to be back because he's a professional but man Lovey knows like he's not a dumb guy he knew he knew what he signed up for Was they should have him? fired him before the game today right right exactly but that would be classless and instead they let it go out like that and now the whole off season runs through chicago free agents and now my steelers
0: got two first round picks as well
1: okay yeah, the, your Steelers have the thirty-second overall pick without the ability to put a fifth-year option on it. It's not a first-round pick. It's not well, a first-round pick.
0: But by but by by where it slides in, that's where where a first-round by pick ranking is. of and, players,
1: it is the thirty-second pick in the draft yes. with second-rounds contract. And picks. they gave up a bad player to get it. Yeah, it's a great trade for you guys. It's a, it's a great trade for the Steelers, no question. Uh, speaking of your division, AFC North, Cincy, Baltimore, Bengals win. They get a playoff rematch for their troubles. We had the news breaking of all the permutations during the last show. Uh, They clearly were very angry that they were going to get screwed. They mocked the uh, coin flip celebration. The Ravens sat everybody, right? They sat Andrews. They sat Dobbins. We have no idea if Lamar's going to play. It's not looking good.
0: Uh, The Bengals clearly felt aggrieved. Do you believe that they were? Yeah, and I still have not heard enough conversation about what we brought up on Thursday which everything seemed to boil down to the the uneven number of games like Kansas City playing 17 and Buffalo playing 16 there was nothing done about the fact that even though the Bills and Bengals played the same number of games and okay so Buffalo goes 13 and 3 and the Bengals go 12 and 4. Okay, that's nice and clean. The Bills are the two seed. The Bengals are the three-seed. My major issue with that is Cincinnati was leading in that game and had a chance to win that game, tie them in the standings, win the tiebreaker, and be the two-seed over the three. And I didn't feel like they got any, they didn't get any type of um compensation for that. They still won't. They'll have to go to Buffalo if things play out, and I—that's the part of it that I thought was unfair on their end. I knew they were going to beat the Ravens, and the coin toss wasn't going to happen, given everything you just said about Baltimore resting guys in Lamar Jackson situation. But I mean, Cincinnati was in position to tie the Bills in the standings and have the tiebreaker over them in the NFL, and their—you know—their infinite wisdom just ignored that, Danny.
1: Yeah, and the the rule book had it in there. There was no there was no reason to go to the coin flip thing. They 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 went against something that had already been written out in terms of win percentage, just like just go to the win record. Like the Bengals, we were doing that all as it was breaking on the fly. The Bengals had a legitimate gripe there, but I got to say, man, like the Bills are the story that in the team now that everybody's going to be rooting for. And it's going to be very tough to go into Buffalo and win. And if we do get that rematch of Bengals-Bills, that will just be such an incredibly singular sporting event atmosphere.
0: But doesn't it feel like the Bengals are better? The Bengals well, have won eight straight eight games. Eight in a row. I was just going to say they went 8-0 in the second half of the season. Like, And I don't know. Like... In a play, I, I thought. And the Burrow is so swagged out right now. He said afterwards, "Our window to yeah. win is as long as I'm playing." What a Yeah, stud. he
1: said, "Our our window is my career." He what a legend
0: sc- that guy is.
1: I mean, and he's been it that way his entire time. He's just like he's just cool as shit. Like yeah. I, I really think the Bengals might have somehow gotten some like us against the world. The deck is stacked against us. Nobody believes in us like sports motivation. And they've got the quarterback that's like, man, anywhere, any day, any time, anyone. And they'll just use it as fuel. Not that you need it extra in the playoffs or you shouldn't, but like they were counted out before the year. They've rattled off eight straight. They won the AFC last year. Their offense is incredible. Burrow's amazing. I, I would not be surprised. Let's put it this way. If I get them with points in Buffalo, I will be betting Cincinnati for sure because I feel like everybody will say, how could the Bills lose
0: for DeMar Hamlin? I'll tell you how. Joe Burrow's on the other team. I think there are five legitimately good teams in the AFC playoffs. And I think there might only be two in the NFC. I think if they just put all 14 teams into an open tournament and didn't go by conference – and there was like a selection committee, like the NCAA tournament, that did it. Yeah, I think that five out of the top seven teams would be AFC teams. Yeah, so well Kansas City, you got you got Arrowhead, although you don't have Arrowhead if it's Buffalo, I guess. But that's this this is a this is a loaded field, two, three, four, and five in the AFC, in my opinion.
1: If you were the Chiefs. And I guess we can talk about this on the playoff pod. But if you were the Chiefs, would you rather play the Bengals at Arrowhead or Buffalo at a neutral site, given what Cincinnati's done to them? Well, the
0: Bills beat them too. Yeah. Uh, I'd rather play the Bills at a neutral site. Yeah, I would. Wow. Because Cincinnati's not intimidated by the Arrowhead thing at all. No, they're not,
1: and I don't know that any like I don't know that home field advantage really exists anymore. But I can't imagine most Chiefs fans would agree with that. No, they wouldn't. Just because they th- they think they matter. They think they matter, and and they've shown two matter this year. Uh, what what Wait, was that the Buffalo game where the refs were just like openly shook and they came back <laughs> in the second half? Yep. Right. Like like they they had they have shown two matter, but yeah, that's a that's a hell of a conundrum. <clears throat> All right, so one of those teams that you'd say is in the top five, the the Chargers, we both still have Super Bowl bets on them, I believe, um, from preseason. I know I do. Is Brandon Staley alive? Is he drunk? Has he been inhabited by an alien life form like in Space Jam by the Monstars? <laughs> what, what is he doing playing his stars when they're locked into the five seed when he's the coach who sits – all of his players for the entirety of the preseason and then after the game says you only got forty eight guys to go through on an active roster. Hey dummy, I looked at your inactives. There were seven dudes I've never heard of. How about sitting your seven best players? What and Mike Williams doing? got carted off. I mean just Dude he had to be uh, helped to the bus after the game. He hurt his back. This is a guy who it, broke it, his
0: back in college. It's what a fire doing? it's a fireable offense, frankly. Dude, um, I'm
1: worried about Mike Williams's career. Do you remember that injury he suffered in college? Yeah, of course, of course, yeah. I,
0: I, yeah. I am, I, I can't believe he did that. I have to be if out of owner. If the, if the owner there, if, if, if the Spanos family has a pulse, if they lose to Jacksonville, I think he's gone because everybody's going to want that job. We've talked about that. Um, just inexplicable. Everybody out in Vegas thought that they were going to rest guys. The line swung viciously in Denver's favor. And the other part of that game that I think is going to get talked about a lot over the next few weeks is how good Russell Wilson looked. And if you actually think about it now, the Christmas day game was an atrocity was just awful But the two games against the Chiefs in this game, he didn't close the season badly. He started moving around more. He started throwing on the run. He was more of a mobile quarterback. Even if the stats don't back it up, he just looked more like Seattle Russell Wilson in these last handful of games. And so, you know, we heard what Sean Payton said. That won't happen because Denver doesn't have the picks to send to new Orleans, but I mean, he actually looked like he, he gave a bleep knew what he had struggled with most of the year and actually tried to kind of go back in time in these last few games, Danny. So,
1: yeah, I mean, you're being a little generous, but the eye test is better than the, than the statistical production way better. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I, I grant, I grant you that. I mean, Someone will talk themselves in to that defense and Russell Wilson, and it's one of 32 jobs, but I still think it's a pretty awful situation. Just, I mean, you got to go through Herbert and Mahomes, and Russell Wilson is a, a question mark at best, right? 34 years old, he'll turn 35 midway through next season. Yeah, so it's not it's not a good job, but it is a job. I know you were watching it from the Steelers' standpoint, and for the majority of the slate, their playoff hopes were alive because of the other games seemingly breaking their way. But um, is Deshaun Watson
0: bad now? What's going? What did you see? I, I mean, I saw a guy who looked like he was slow processing and reading things. I mean, he would. There were not snap decisions at all from him. The plays he made were mostly kind of, uh, you know, escape the pocket, make a play on the run, that kind of thing. Not really in the confines or flow of the offense whatsoever. Is that the fact that he went 700 days without playing football and there's still a lot of rust he needs to shake off? Maybe, but they're not going to pick in the first round again until 2025. Their defense stinks. They had the Clowney incident this week, which is more Browns crap, more right out of the Browns manual where a star player rips the organization and makes people look bad. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I was not impressed by Watson outside of a good second half against the Commanders where he threw three touchdowns. I would say he did not look like franchise quarterback whatsoever in his return and that's gonna that you know that's gonna be a cloud a dark cloud that hangs over them all offseason now do you think next year he's a top 12 quarterback in the NFL
1: like my gut tells me that he will play himself back to being that man I saw that guy throw for five thousand or nearly 5,000 yards at 24 years old in a Bill O'Brien system right like He's the only college player to go 4,000 and 1,000 in a season. Like, I I think he is a special talent built for the modern NFL with his game. But it's been, and again, 700 days, right? But if he doesn't look good the first four or five games of next season, Cleveland's going to be having the exact same conversations that they've been having in Denver all year about Russell Wilson, except with a younger quarterback. So I mean,
0: I, I'll, I'll say no. I'll say no, he won't be. But the quarterbacks that inhabit that space from like 10 to 20, you know, there's a lot of upheaval there with guys like Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford and Derek Carr and guys like Kirk Cousins, guys like that. So there's a spot there, but I don't have a lot of confidence in Deshaun Watson being that guy. But coming into the year, right? Oh, yeah. we, We would have said. Mahomes,
1: Allen, Herbert, Burrow, Watson, right? He would have been basically in that tier of the young quarterbacks in the AFC that are going to be duking it out for a decade. And I still think he can get there, but it has been, it's looked terrible. Anything on the Steelers that we need to do?
0: Well, they've got their quarterback, which is great. They finished strong. Tomlin's going to get a lot of love for you know extending this non-losing streason, losing season streak. And yeah. you know, there's no denying that he did do a good job in the second half of the season. But it's also six years without a playoff win. And they lost home games earlier in the year to the Patriots and Zach Wilson and the Jets, where they had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter. So that's why you're not going to the playoffs. And, you know, there are very few coaches who have that kind of run without a playoff win. And the reaction or response isn't, oh my God, this guy's on the hot seat. It's, oh my God, this guy is doing a great job. Which seems to be the national narrative. You know, Nick and I argue about this. I don't remember people doing that with Marvin Lewis. I remember people mocking Marvin Lewis. And it's way harder to win in Cincinnati than it is here. Just the infrastructure and the way that organizations empower people. He did it with Andy Dalton. You know, Tomlin had Ben Roethlisberger, I guess, Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges for a year. But overall, I think they had a decent year. But it's a third place finish in a division where one of the teams that finished ahead of you as well, Danny, was without their starting quarterback for the last month and a half of the season.
1: So. Yeah. The, uh, all right, so back to now to a team that will be in the playoffs here. Cowboys, Washington. Another game with Dak having turnover issues. He's got 11 interceptions in his last seven games, seven straight games with at least one pick, 14 on the year, which is 31st in the NFL. Is that going to be the thing that keeps them from I, doing anything
0: in the playoffs? I, I hated this game. I bet Washington today. I hated this game from Dallas. I thought it was one of the weirdest games. I, I hate when teams do this. To me, it was just like the Chargers, where, you know, you're not you're you're not in, but you're not out. It's a half measure. You're playing your guys, but you don't, you're not really, you know, you're not really emphasizing winning the game. And then because they're out there and the stakes aren't what they usually are. Guys get sloppy and don't play that well. You, you would just have been better off playing Cooper Rush the entire game. So, you know, we don't have to have this conversation going into their playoff game now. Like, what's wrong with Dak? They should have arrested him. They should have seen that they had nothing really to play for. And they should have lost to Washington today with a bunch of backups in. And there would be no, the discussion would have been, was it worth it to do that? which is a lot easier conversation, I think, to have than what's going on with your star quarterback right now. So he just – like,
1: he's a fine quarterback, but he makes these, like, tight window hero ball throws. Like, he thinks he's Mahomes or Allen or Rodgers – and I just, I just don't feel like he's got like the pinpoint accuracy and certainly not the superhuman arm strength
0: to try some of the plays that he tries to make. What do you think the line is for that game? Because it is out. Dallas at Tampa. Dallas by three? Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. I mean both those do you teams. feel good about them
1: no both those teams suck <laughs> um i mean you know there's dallas uh, like their defense hasn't been as good i don't have the numbers in front of me but their defense hasn't been as good like on the road on um and like like out, outside of like the the fast turf i know that there's a big thing in dallas about like lawrence and parson's like but i mean tampa if Tampa didn't do what they did last week, I would feel much better about Dallas. But there's something about, like, that Tampa's playing possum. They looked really good last week. And that Brady's just going to have another moment because he's Tom damn Brady. But guy finished with a losing record. So I don't I don't think time. either of those teams is any good. I think, the, I think whoever wins this game loses the following week. I don't think
0: either team's good. What about you? You're going to bet the game. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. If I have a pulse, of course, Um, lean Dallas right now for me. Yeah, but that's all that is. I mean, I, I don't know, like I've looked at them as a team where if I could block out their history and just look at them for what they are this year, I thought there was value in that team for for long stretches of the season. Because everybody's focused on the Eagles and the Niners, and I thought that they were the one dark horse team. But if I bet them and they lose outright to Tampa Bay, which is entirely possible, I'm just going to hate myself for it. Right? So. I can't lose more money on Tom
1: Brady in the playoffs. I just, I just, I just, I just don't know that I can do it. Um, this felt like a reasonable place to drop in the the Saturday games back to back. Chiefs Raiders. 14 and 3. Most points scored in the NFL this year. Fourth best uh point differential. Number one offense. Losing Tyree Kill. Have we have we underappreciated this Chiefs run? This this dynasty. I know it's got one ring, but like it feels like we got bored with it. And they somehow don't. Mahomes is going to win MVP, so they can't. We can't say that they get no love. He's going to win MVP, but it feels like Andy Reid's not being
0: talked about for Coach of the Year. You right. know, and he just. And I don't think that that's that. To me, I think he should. I don't think yeah, he'll. I don't. He I, I would not have. I don't think it was the best coaching job in the NFL this year, but it's. It's. It's in the top five. It's in the yeah. top five, and it just, it just feels like
1: Mahomes gets the love and the institutional organizational health there Mm -hmm. has been taken
0: for granted. And I'm not a hundred percent sure why. Well, I I think, I, I think what people should be giving them more credit for is they just went through what was regarded before the season started as like the greatest division of all time. And undefeated they went undefeated in it. They went six and Oh, yep. Now. Okay. Those other teams self-destructed the Raiders did. They couldn't win a close game. The Broncos had to fire their coach before the season was already over, like an urban Meyer esque move. And the chargers got hurt again, which always happens. Okay. Well, the chiefs could have easily succumbed to a lot of other things, you know, not having Hill, like you said, um, defensive issues where there's not a lot of playmakers on that side of the ball. I mean, the, it, it's it's not as if they have um, a pristine, loaded roster. They don't. They did not have that this year. They made some moves in the offseason that were more cap-related for the big picture than about putting all their eggs in this year's basket to try to win a Super Bowl. It was like a reset year for them. And they went 14-3 and three and got the number one seed, to your point. So they should be getting a lot of credit for that. I think subconsciously, not only do are people taking that for granted, but I think subconsciously, I think that there's real concern that their defense is going to lose them a playoff game, and it might even be their first one, depending on who the opponent is, Danny. I think if you look at – if we ranked offense, defense from the contenders in the AFC, the Chiefs' defense might be the worst one. I mean, I'm not counting Miami right now or Baltimore because of their quarterback injuries. But the other teams – I mean, the Chiefs' defense blows. Well, I'll tell
1: you this. They they don't want to play the Chargers. You know, I so they play the they Chargers. They push their luck
0: a third time with them, you're saying – Right. Well, yeah, I mean, they,
1: they know each other well. Two, two three-point wins, two high-scoring games. Yep. Yeah. Herbert can win a shootout. I mean, obviously, the Williams injury is massive. I, and Trevor Lawrence, I'm sure, can win a shootout, too. And they played the Jaguars er- earlier this year as well. So, you know, really good chance that they're going to get a rematch uh, si- situation, uh, either a third matchup or, or, or a second. But I'm with you. Like, the, the defense is a problem they've gotten production though from running backs
0: in a way like they when they had kareem and pacheco yeah pacheco but i loved pacheco before the season started i was on that
1: yeah but mckinnon and pacheco man like they they just they do an incredible job of okay so like they it's just interesting to me like they keep throwing just to study it for teams that have great quarterbacks. Like I would think, if I'm the Bills or the Bengals or the Chargers, I'd be studying it. because Like they drafted McCole Hardman, and it didn't really work. But it's worked with Juju and Valdez Scantling. But they didn't invest nearly the type of capital in it. Like they used a first round pick on Clyde Edwards Alaire. It no. didn't work. But they figured out a way to work, make it work with McKinnon and, and Pacheco. Like they just, they just keep firing at weapons on the offensive side of the ball and they just believe that they're going to figure it out and make it work so like if they go down man they're going down scoring 30 i i believe that but i i do think that their defense is is obviously a huge problem speaking of a team that they could face um jaguars titans wasn't the prettiest game by any means but i was really glad it was a standalone nationally televised game um even if it wasn't on sunday night football um, How much better do you feel like the playoffs just are like Jaguars chargers is a much more exciting game to me than Titans
0: chargers. I'm thrilled that we get to see Trevor Lawrence in this spot. Yeah, me too. Uh, I did not think he had a particularly good game against Tennessee. So, you know, that's now going to become, you know, this is for both of these quarterbacks, Herbert and Lawrence, who, you know, people like you and me love because of the you know, throws they're able to make and the physical gifts that they have. Well, this is going to be their first exposure to this playoff situation. You know, Herbert last year was great against the Raiders in that Week 18 game in the fourth quarter in overtime, and they just couldn't pull it out. So he was in a similar situation to what Lawrence had. Herbert delivered the goods but was just on the losing side of things Flip for Lawrence. His team won, but he did not. I mean, he missed guys wide open in the end zone like Kirk. I mean, he did not have a good game. So I absolutely agree with you. Like, I don't want, I did not want to watch a third string quarterback against the Chargers. I mean, I did not want to see Josh Dobbs again in that spot. The team that fell apart in the last two months of the season fired their GM and limp their way to the finish line. That was not going to be a compelling matchup for me. That would have been the early game on Saturday. Yes, yeah, exactly. And yeah, and now... And maybe this game will still be that, but at least it's good.
1: Yeah, well, put... put. I mean, I guess New York's number one market. But put put Vikings-Giants where I don't have to watch it. Um, The total of this game? By the way,
0: they did announce the Times. Do you want to hear them? Yes, I do. Seahawks Niners, 4.30 Saturday. Chargers Jags, Saturday night, NBC. Hell yeah. 1 o'clock Sunday, Dolphins Bills. 4.30 Fox, Giants, Vikings. Oh, wow. Sunday night, Ravens Bengals. Monday night, they get Cowboys Bucks. Oh, wow.
1: Man, ESPN paid up to get the... Uh, I was just going
0: to say. Be- to get
1: ABC into the Super Bowl rotation, and now they get... Uh, they get oh, it's going prime- to be one of the highest
0: rated... It's going to be the highest rated wild card game of all time, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's a that's a big one for... Congrats to Disney. Um, <laughs> all right. I mean, listen, we're going to watch all of them. So wait, when is that Giants-Vikings game, the middle game on Sunday? I mean, it's
0: got the prime spot. It's got the 4.30 spot on Sunday. Ugh. I know.
1: That's sickening. I'm going to have to, like, parent or something. Um, <laughs> The Chargers-Jaguars total is only 47. Feels like an over to me, buddy. Yeah, I agree. That feels I, – I think I – think, that 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 feels i mean the jaguars i guess tennessee and the jets was low scoring but they were high scoring against tennessee dallas and houston yeah that's that 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 feels like an over that game's played into the 50s um oh god good for esp so the 1st fir- sorry the saturday night game is jaguars what's the first game
0: saturday seattle niners and seahawks yeah okay that's good. That, that 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 works for me. I'll, I'll watch. They're, they're livid that the Packers aren't in that game. They sure are.
1: They <laughs> sure are. All right. Let's let's through the rest of these here. Uh, Dolphins and Jets. What a pathetic, unwatchable football game. Yeah, that's how much you get Steelers? To... I watched yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, you watched the whole thing, start to finish. I saw your little TV set up there. It was adorable. How small was that smallest monitor?
0: By the way, you're a successful man. Well, but that's to make sure that it doesn't block any of the big TV. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yes. it was. It's like a twenty-inch computer monitor. No, that's a, that's a that's like a twenty-four-inch
1: flat-screen TV. Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was embarrassed there. So, Demar Hamlin's become, you know, the the big feel-good story, and he should sure. be, right? Obviously. Um, How. Far down the list would I have to go for you? Biggest stories of the NFL this season before we got to Tua's future as a football player is in jeopardy.
0: Well, I'm trying to think about this like... First of all, do you agree with the premise do you agree that Tua's football career is in jeopardy? Well, some, some a, a doctor is going to have to put his name on his return, which I think is a very difficult thing to do. To say, this guy, I mean, really he's had three concussions, but they deny the first one there. You know, that's the crazy thing about that whole situation is that they still don't look at what happened in the Buffalo game as a concussion. They act like it was a back injury. And you've so, seen the line, right, for this game? It's like 11. 10 and a half.
1: Yeah. So which so that obviously reflects Tua not playing? Yeah, they expect that
0: to be probably uh banged up Teddy Bridgewater or Skylar Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, man. Um
1: it it I don't I think Tua's season is over. And then and then no you know, one would be shocked if he plays next year, obviously, but right. I don't know, man. Like if, if you, if you, st- if you miss the playoffs and we, and then all of a sudden this, you get back up into this, the whole thing starts again and people will start revisiting and really thinking about it. And then you put his size into the equation.
0: I, I think his career's in jeopardy. Well, I don't, I mean, why would you want to invest a lot of money in him? Right. Or why would you trade for him given everything that went on this year, plus the hip injury that happened too? I mean, he just, it's not like this is his first. This is obviously the most serious one because we're talking about a brain. But, you know, he's not somebody that's ever had the durability label put on him, really, even going back to his college career. So I agree with you that his career is really, I think, on shaky ground. I also think that my – but in a weird way, Tua's value ended up going up because we learned that it was not an interchangeable part quarterback thing. San Francisco, oh, it's the system. Oh, it's all the great players. Oh, it's the play caller. Look at Brock Purdy. Well, those same things should have applied to Skylar Thompson, and they didn't. Oh, oh well, I, listen,
1: I I I agree. Like Tua is Tua is good. Um, I don't think he's great. I would not have loved like I, you know, I I'm, I'm not totally sold on Bryce Young because of his size. Like, but I that's I, I,
0: supposed to be a turnkey offense with McDaniel, yes, with Hill and, waddle and Hill. With yes. Waddle, with the play calling, that somebody should just be able to step in there and score 20 plus points, no problem. And when Bridgewater and Thompson were in there. They couldn't do jack squat, which I think goes against what was the narrative for most of the year against Tua, which was anybody right. could go in there and score and play well in that offense.
1: Yes, and I was someone who was subscribing to that narrative. Yes, I I, I agree with you. Like I, I Tua is clearly, I mean, his accuracy and his anticipatory throws and his pocket presence is very very good. Um, so I really, 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 really hope I'm wrong. He, he he makes the league more interesting. He makes that team more interesting. He makes that division more interesting. I'd love to see him and Josh Allen go go at it for for ten years. You know, like, I, but whew, he is I. It, to me, it's a top five story, and it might be the second biggest. Like, because you know, it's it's tough to always quantify. Like, is Rogers done? Is Brady done? Yeah. Like, those have been yeah, stories yeah, that we've yeah. been dealing with for five years. But like, if Tua goes from. Being doubted to being in the MVP talk to missing playoff games and his career in question, that's a roller coaster of a season. Um, all right, Philly and the Giants. Hertz played, he didn't really scramble at all. It was very clear that they were doing whatever they could to protect him from taking any hits in this game, but they did lock up the one seed. Does Philly feel like a one seed?
0: Not right now, and honestly, it was more for me about some of the plays their defense gave up in this game. And I know they didn't give up a ton of points, but Davis Webb cooked them on a few t- on a few plays and moved the ball at times effectively on them. Hit- cooked up with Galladay late on a touchdown that made it a game again. And it's like, man, the Eagles from around Halloween would have beaten this Giants team by like forty. I mean, they would have embarrassed this team. They would have been a non-competitive game. It wouldn't have even been close. They would have gotten up big. And I know like even the Eagles at times have had a reputation even when they were at their best to letting teams back into games. But I watched a huge chunk of that game today. And I just, I mean, they did what they needed to do. But that's the best I can say about it. Like, all right, you took care of business, but you didn't really, like, you didn't send a statement to the rest of the league with the way you played today. Not at all. But I,
1: I think they they strike me as a team that's going to really, really benefit from the buy. Like, they get healthy, let some other teams get banged up. Get Jalen Hurts running the ball again, which is clearly a huge part of what makes that offense dynamic and impossible to defend. You know, it's like I we expect Josh Allen to run the ball more once the playoffs begin. Right. Like those guys, some some guys like they they're so established as passers that they save it for the postseason. We've seen that with Mahomes a little bit. Um, Hurts hadn't really been saving it. But then he's out for a couple of games, they lose him, and then he's saving it in this game. It feels like they get healthy, the NFC is bad, and then they reassert their dominance. I, I, I still think we're getting Niners-Eagles. I mean, I'm trying to like guard against recency bias with Philly, because I've seen them in big spots. Because like I got... This this was a big spot because they had to clinch the one seed, but they weren't ever really in jeopardy of losing. Mm-hmm. And he was clearly still playing through pain. So I just it felt to me like one of those like half measures that you were talking about with
0: Dallas. I want have, to see. I'd want to see the Giants or Bucks if I'm them. It won't be Seattle. Seattle won't be San Francisco, obviously. Yeah. Um, you I mean, know they'd they crushed. The,
1: they crushed the Giants yeah. with. Like like they did
0: a month and a half ago, right? Can I, they scored forty eight in that game. Yeah, I I think that. Look, they'd be favored against the Cowboys, and I'd probably pick them against the Cowboys. Yeah, but I, I, I think if I'm them, I prefer. Like I I, I can't see Tan I think, I think Brady would just get swallowed up. I agree. by their defensive line in that game and wouldn't be able to do much. So I think that's the best case scenario for them right now. San
1: Francisco, Arizona. The Niners have won ten straight. Brock Purdy had three touchdowns today. Hung another huge number on the board. Yes, it was Arizona. Are you prepared to say that Brock
0: Purdy can win the Super Bowl? Oh man, I I, I tried to um, I resisted this notion for the longest time, but I think I'm going to say yes now. I think you have to. I think I'm going to say yes.
1: I think yep. I, I I I think you have to. Now it's it's not it's not a particularly impressive win streak. I'll just, let me just I'll run the teams, all right? Rams, chargers, Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks, Washington, Vegas, Arizona. Look, like, there's not there's not a tier one Super Bowl contender, a couple playoff teams. But well, there's not there's not another right like the last time they played a tier one team was the Chiefs, they lost. Um, and they lost, they lost handily. So the only argument you have is they haven't really been tested. And when they get tested, it's gonna be on the road across the country in Philly. So that's a real tough spot. But 10 straights, 10 straight, man. I, I think I think we have to say that Brock Purdy could be Super Bowl MVP. Because if you're the quarterback of a team that's in the Super Bowl, you can win MVP. I feel like Brock Purdy could go from Mr. Irrelevant to Super Bowl MVP. I do. Oh,
0: man, what a story that would be. It'd be incredible. Um, well, I think that they got a break with Seattle in this way. I think if it's Green Bay, I think the story is Rodgers going back to Northern California – you know, he's gotten beat by them twice in the playoffs. He's the underdog. It's not the Niners as the better team. The weight of expectations is a, is on San Francisco. I mean, they're a huge favorite against Seattle, but it's just, it's just a football game now. I mean, there's no, like, there's no, like, deeper meaning attached to this game. It's not, if it's the Packers and 49ers, Brock Purdy's getting thrown into a game where, like it or not, he's going up against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's, you know, he's got to be human nature thinking about that matchup the entire week leading up to it. And who knows how that affects him. Now it's just, you know, a team that... You got to be a division team for the third time. Yeah, true. You're much but, better than them, though. You're much better. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. you know, I don't think... I don't think Brock, Brock Purdy didn't, you know, when he was in Ames, Iowa, wasn't thinking about playing Geno Smith in January football games. But he might have been doing that about Aaron Rodgers, you know. So I just think from a psychological standpoint, I just think it's much easier for a young green quarterback to play in this playoff game now.
1: Falcons, Bucks. we've already talked a decent amount about Brady and the Tampa. We can do it again if you want. Um, Desmond Ritter finally got some touchdowns had a pretty good game but there's no chance they pass on a quarterback right they're they're in the quarterback they're in the quarterback market whether it's whether it's draft or acquiring a veteran At, atlanta is not going into next year with desmond ritter as the incumbent unchallenged
0: starter that is that division is going to probably have four new starting quarterbacks next year the guys who finished the year darnold dalton Brady and Ritter. Yep. That is good. That division is going to have the most upheaval in turnover. And I do think that in a way it's going to attract some veterans with options because they probably think they could go into that division and win, you know, yeah. Garoppolo um, is
1: starting in that division.
0: Somebody like that. Exactly. Derek Carr is starting in that division. Yeah. Right. So, you know, I, I, let me ask you this question: If you were a, if you were a guy like a Derek Carr, which team would interest you more, the Bucs or the Falcons? Um,
1: what's Mike Evans doing? What do you mean? What is he doing? He's playing. Well, football. I mean, like if I'm Tampa, I would try to tear it down. If I'm losing Brady, like
0: in an eminently winnable division.
1: I just am not interested in going nine and eight. Um like it feels like you're building something more with more of a young core in Atlanta and you get to play in the dome. So like so
0: London, Kyle, uh Kyle Holtz. Pitts.
1: Yeah, a top, what is it, the fourth or fifth pick in the draft? No, uh, they went
0: seven and ten.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um yeah, you're right, seven and ten. Um yeah, I would I, – I mean, Tampa's the better – Like t- for next year, I think Tampa's more likely to win more games, but for the next three years, I think Atlanta's in a better position. You know? So Derek Carr probably looks at it with a little bit longer runway. So I, I think Atlanta's a better – like, again, if it's for next year, it's Tampa. If it's for the next three to five, I think it's Atlanta.
0: What about you? I would. I would say Tampa – just because I've seen Evans and Godwin and those guys get it done, and who knows what happens with Pitts coming back from this injury should probably still be good. Um, but as I say that out loud, like, you know, is Todd Bowles going to be their coach there again next year? Right.
1: It's not, so, I mean, it's I, I don't think it's a great situation. Um all right, Seattle and the uh Rams. and the Rams. Geno Smith tweeted after the game, the funny thing is I'll be way better with a full off season to focus on improvements from actual game reps, but that can wait. Go lions. I thought that was like a little weird. Like he yeah. said, but that can wait, go lions. But he's like already talking about like the haters and how he's going to be even better. And almost like he's hearing the noise. of If he's really the answer for, for Seattle long-term because they've got the Denver pick. My, my, my magic around Seattle and Geno Smith has, has worn off. And I think they're going to, I mean, I still think it's an incredible story, uh, but I think they're going to get blown out and I'm not as, I think they're going to try to sign him to a contract, but it still wouldn't shock me if they took a
0: QB either. What about you? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about that. I think that they'd be, um, I think that it would be a mistake to not seriously look at the quarterbacks at the top of that draft. I'm not huge on those guys. Stroud. Young, you know, Levis has tailed way off. Same thing with Richardson's got incredible tools, but did not have a good year at Florida. Um, but I think you have to look at those guys. Dude, how about McVeigh? How about this McVeigh situation? Like, I had heard this for for a few weeks that basically like Peyton is just gonna tag out and he's gonna tag into Fox and do that for like a year or two and then but like what does the what does the Sean Payton job at Fox even pay you know he's not doing I yeah I mean it's well that's the thing like the number one game
1: analyst like if you're in the rotation to call the Super Bowl you make like 15 to 20 million dollars a year right if you're Terry Bradshaw and Jimmy Johnson, and you are you are Fox NFL football, and you've been there for uh, you know twenty something seasons, you probably make a couple million bucks. But like, if you're the number two or number three analyst, like if you're Charles Davis,
0: don't you you probably make like five hundred grand? Well, uh, Peyton would be on that. I, I would I would expect Peyton. Peyton, excuse me. Yeah, I would you've been saying Mick, Payton, but I, I know, but I, but but Sean. Payton, I would I expect McVeigh. What, like, if he's going to take Sean Payton's gig at Fox, he would be on set, and that would just be a ridiculous pay cut off of the like fifteen million dollars a year he's making right now. Right, to I bet. I bet you gets
1: a million or two million, something like that,
0: to do that job. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I mean, unless. You know Brady plays again next year, and they move uh, Greg Olson down, and McVay becomes their number one analyst until. Yeah, but they Brady. Brady. I mean, Brady's signed. Olson's getting the Super Bowl this
1: year. They don't have the Super Bowl next year. So, like, you can pay Sean Payton, or excuse, Sean uh, McVay. You're gonna pay Sean McVay. $15 million to be your number one game analyst when he's never done it before to not call a Super Bowl? It seems ridiculous. I think they would
0: just move Olsen to the two team, like they plan on doing with Brady. Well, right, but I'm saying that like, but like Brady's gonna be so they've got the Super Bowl this year,
1: not next year, and then the year after that, right? Fox has two of the next three Super Bowls. Brady's calling the Super Bowl in three years. He's not they they didn't give him 300 million dollars to not call
0: either of those Super Bowls. Right? The guys I would have going three more seasons. I would agree I mean I would agree with you. I think that I think McVay McVay's been influenced a lot by Gruden because he was with him when he was so young and saw the amount of money that John obviously made doing Monday Night Football. And he was really good at it and I think I think McVeigh has told his agent that, like, I can be, you know, John Gruden basically on TV without all the baggage that comes with Gruden now. Right. And he's got the Super Bowl cachet, but you know, Aikman's not getting fired. Romo's not going anywhere. Would NBC get rid of Chris Collinsworth for Sean McVay?
1: What What if it's just? What if it's just he doesn't want to lose? He's like, this this is going to be a multi-year rebuild. I'll take a pay cut. I'll hang out with my supermodel wife. I'll sit on the sidelines for a few years until my contract expires. And then I'll go back. I I only want to, I'm going to be a mercenary. I'm only going to go coach good teams. What if it's not about prestige with TV and it's just
0: about not wanting to be on part of a five-win team? So he, so he's just convinced right now, given the trades they've made and the roster they have, that they can't come back and win next year. You yeah, know? I mean, maybe it's just an old, it's an old team, and they've traded all of their
1: draft picks. Yeah, right. Like I've got my ring, I've got my boyish good looks, I've got my money,
0: my and boyish like, good looks. Listen to you.
1: I mean, he's a good-looking yeah. man. <laughs> all right, we're way long here. Do you have a strong opinion on what the better job is? Last game was Saints-Panthers. What's the better head coach job?
0: Well, I don't think it's off the board that Sean Payton goes back to the Saints with Brady. That those two guys what? are... What? Yeah. <laughs> what? That's a, that's a hell of an hour and seven minute... Take. Well, well we didn't have a chance to talk about the saints until now
1: that's true i don't know sean payton was pretty compelling on tv talking about his jobs and the interview process and what would have to happen to the saints and he he rattled off like all six coaches who have ever been traded for draft pick compensation like he had clearly studied it i don't i don't think he's going back to new world i think that him and brady might try to team up again in miami uh i think I think that's in play. I think he wants a great
0: quarterback. I don't think the NFL will let that happen in Miami. Yeah, because
1: after after they the tampering the stuff.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: I mean, everyone will go for the Chargers job. We talked about it. If that opens, but between these two, I mean, Wilkes went what six and six after taking over for Matt Rule. He
0: probably deserves it, but he's not going to get it. No. And if I'm David Tepper, you know, I'm one of the richest dudes on yeah. planet Earth. I don't want to settle for just an average coach. I want to get something better than that. No, I just think you know, it's it the easiest way for Sean Payton to work with Tom Brady is if he just goes back to New Orleans and if Brady signs there as a free agent. So and, we've got a winnable we've got a winnable division. We've got a dome. Yeah. You've
1: got, you've, you've got a wave. You got a number one receiver. That's
0: Michael Thomas a, comes back, maybe. I don't know, although him and Sean Payton don't seem to see eye to eye on many that's things. All right, oh. you trade him. I mean, their defense played great in the second half of the year. I think Dennis Allen just becomes the defensive coordinator again. Are you convinced that Sean Payton's a great coach? Um I feel like he was a very good play caller who got Drew Brees. I think he's a poor man's Andy Reid. But I'm going to emphasize poor man. Yeah. I don't, I think he's a very good, yeah. Like I said, very good play caller who got the Dan Marino of his generation who completed every pass. And I think he's a top 10 coach in the NFL if he goes back in. But he's closer to 10 than five. Yeah. I'd like to see him.
1: The quarter, the, the coaches who we never get to see without the great quarterback, like, I just – I'm never as impressed.
0: Well, he did an okay job with Jameis. Okay. I got hurt. And, but he was obsessed with Taysom Hill. Yes, that is a blind spot. <laughs> yeah. So, I just –
1: just, it made me it made me think a lot less of him. I'm not going to lie to you. All right. So, we're going to get into the – we're going to get into the matchups for – they're calling it Super Wild Card Weekend.
0: Yeah, they're going way too overboard with that.
1: Yeah they're they're calling they're calling it super wild card weekend because we're all just jonesing to see the Seattle Seahawks take on on the Vikings 30. Giants yeah we got to we got to see it uh, all right subscribe rate review tell someone about this podcast uh, ahead of the NFL playoffs do us a favor with that thing you, Spencer Ray our producer we'll talk to you Thursday night and Friday morning